Bootstrapping? Mental models? Welcome to the Reactor Podcast with your hosts, Justin Vincent and Mark Wilbur. Never forget your first reactor. Hello, Mark. Hey, Justin. How's it going? Pretty good. I haven't had too much sleep. Um, feeling a bit, just a little bit tired, but I think I can make it through another episode. The fantastic um, reactor. This, this one may be a bit rough then because uh, I was up all night last night, almost all night, because I went to microconf virtually. Ooh, exciting. Yes. Tell us all internet. about it. Tell us all about it. Um, all right. Yeah, I'll do that. Then goals, I guess. So it was, uh, it was not what I expected. It was on some chat software that I've never used before. Okay. Uh, and it was, uh, you know, it was a little bit rough with the interface. I had problems with the audio. Like I heard Rob really clearly um, in doing like an intro and then it switched to some speaker and I couldn't hear anything she was saying. And then like the next speaker was not quite that quiet, but re like really quiet. And so I was, you know, I, I had already like maxed out my volume in the app and on my computer. So I was messaging them, but they did, didn't they people message it. and say it was too quiet. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, yeah. The, I felt like the talks were not as interesting as I, or not as applicable to me as I'd hoped. Um, it seemed like it was aimed more at people a little further along. There was one about like doing your accounting or something. And, um, but th there was one, one that was really interesting with Jason Fried. And then um, what was really nice was actually just the uh, virtual hallway track. Um, mm. we, we had like these, one thing that that, that uh, chat app did is it gave us little virtual rooms of people. Oh, breakout rooms? Breakout rooms. Um, but we could switch to other rooms and we could also like start a video chat with anybody or send them text messages. And the very first person outside my room who sent me a chat during one of the, uh, the hallway interludes or whatever it was, uh, turns out he uh, he has a wife from Taiwan, and he saw Taipei in my you know my location. He messaged me about that. He's in Pasadena, and turns out he knows you really well. And he didn't know about this podcast. So um, shout out to Richard. That was that was amazing. I just just like what's the serendipity of that? Like first person first person to contact me from you know the, from the hallway. Yeah, he, he just he just Taiwan and you. Even even within the last, he just came back from Taipei. So he went and spent, was it like three years or something? Yeah, he no went out, he went out there and spent three years. And so, so they they were they were a Pasadena family, and then they decided that they wanted to just go out there and spend some major time. I believe it was it was either two or three years that they went out just recently, oh. and they've just come back within the last 
a year, maybe a year and a half. So I may have seen him once on the subway. Yeah, like, quite possible. That's yeah. amazing. And then yeah. just, just like how lucky I am, the next person who contacted me, <laughs> uh, it turns out, runs the uh, Elixir. Oh, wait, no, no. That was someone in Slack. Uh, so, so, okay. So I'll just go through the whole thing. So the next person yeah, yeah. who contacted me on video, um, turns out it was like super into Elixir. And then I got access to the Slack. And then I just introduced myself and someone was like, oh, I run Elixir Meetup Denver. And then two seconds after that, I was like, oh, I run the Elixir Meetup Philadelphia. <laughs> and they started chatting. And then I got a, a private message from someone else who knows, um, not, not exactly my competitor, but like my uh, predecessor, like the, mm -hmm. uh, one of the early, early Elixir screencasters who actually... Uh, who's actually I'd seen their screencast way back in the day and they raised money and like ran it for a couple of years, but it, like they, you know, I, I don't know what kind of, you know, pressure or goals they had after raising money. Um, and they, they shut it down. And, uh, so this, this guy I was chatting with is, uh, you know, he, he, uh, sent me an email intro to that guy that like used to be a competitor or maybe there's a little overlap, but shut his thing down and can, uh, you know, maybe share some insights and, uh, you know, some, some warnings for, uh, for what I have ahead. That's a, that's, so, that's very cool. So was it was amazing. So yeah. it was worth you, um, joining up there. It, yeah, it was just like a jackpot of just meeting the right people. Mm, that's so, very cool. I, and it was also as much cheaper cause I didn't have to, I mean, there was discounted cause it's online. I also didn't have to fly out to the U S so what was the I price think, of it? Uh, it was fifty dollars, but I got mine discounted to twenty-five because I was uh, to go to the whole thing. Early. The yeah. whole thing, yeah. But it's all online, and it's normally normally seven hundred. Yeah. So so previous years I had seen MicroConf. I was like, oh, this looks like maybe my kind of thing. And then I saw how expensive it was. I was like, like a, a conference in Taiwan is like fifty dollars or a hundred dollars. Then went seven hundred. Mm -hmm. And I have to fly out to the U.S. Like it just um, maybe, you know, once I'm making a lot, but then I shouldn't even go to that one. I should go to growth. I really wonder if um, so. So wait, so you're saying this wasn't growth. This was start. This was starter, but still that it wasn't too enough focused on starter. I didn't hear anything about starter or growth. I think this yeah. is like a special coronavirus. Okay. Coronavirus remote, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. So, so I think maybe this is great because um, I would, I don't think there's any case where starter would ever make sense for me unless maybe I had a full-time job, but I was just kind of like a entrepreneur on the side mm -hmm. and growth. I'm not, you know, I'm not there yet, yeah. but uh, this was perfect. Yeah. And in between you're an in between. I'm, 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 uh, I'm frugal. <laughs> I'm too, I'm, I'm so frugal. I can only be served by giant companies that give things away for free. <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyway, it was yeah, good, uh, it good was job. A, it was totally worth the money. It was, it was cool. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I, <clears throat> I didn't realize it. I didn't actually look at the price. Um, if it was that, if I'd have seen it was that low, I might've considered it. But uh, to be honest, I'm so overloaded with all the stuff I got going. Um, well, I, I'll see you in the chat sometime. Yeah. Now you're in the market. I'm in the chat. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. That's great. Good job. So um, I uh, I took a note of our goals right before the show. Okay. And my goals last time 
uh, were twofold. One was the diet, just do the fasting. My goal was three days. I only did it one day. And pretty much the reason I failed on it was social. Like it, like it wasn't like I just ran out of normal willpower. It was like my friends were like, hey, come on over to my place. And then it, you know, it didn't work out so well. But um, my, my stomach is still same size as last week, nice. uh, 123, which is, you know, still got to lose a lot, but I'm already minus six centimeters from the beginning. Yeah. And um, exercise wise, uh, I can do one more dip than I could before. Did oh, 17 cool. today. So um, nice. I, I don't know if, I don't know how apparent it is, but I, I have uh, maybe lost a little bit of my gut. Well, we've never seen your gut before, so. Well, I'm I'm not Adam Lathan. I'm not going to put that on the internet. <laughs> yeah, but um, no, that's cool. That's awesome, man. Yes, yeah. that's, that's cool. Nice job. And I, I saw you made some progress too, because you like your goals were um, get as many of the five Zoom interviews you wanted done and announce the boot camp to everyone. And I saw the announcement. Yeah, so I got the boot the boot camp announcement done. I didn't do any of the Zoom interviews. Uh, complete fail on that. Um, I did, we did close the last, last week by me saying that I was getting that re that mini trampoline and I mm. got, I got the mini trampoline and, um, my new goal is to exercise on that every day. And okay. since I've had it, I have, I have used it. So I, I did, um, 10 minutes on Friday. Uh, this is like basically jumping around. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know, it's kind of painful for me because I, I haven't done any movement for a long time and especially jumping and with a lot of weight, it does yeah, kind of hurt yeah. my back. But apparently what this, this can really help you do is like, you know, help your back, fix your back. That's good. So you I'm, didn't def break a leg. I'm definitely, I didn't break a leg and I'm not going to make the same mistake that I made with the walking desk, which was basically spend an entire day on it and then not be able to walk for a month. So, um, I am certainly not going to make that error. Um, well, so I did 10 minutes, so I did 10 minutes Friday, 10 minutes Saturday, 15 minutes Sunday, 15 minutes Monday, 15 minutes Tuesday, and today is Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So, um, I will do that, uh, 15 minutes at some point later. So my goal, so um, by the 15 way, a day? that's pretty good. 15 a day for next week. And I'm, yeah. I'm going to try and get it up to 30 the week after maybe. One suggestion, um, I'm not an expert in, in trampolines or jumping, but I, I used to do a lot of running. I still run. Yeah. I wouldn't do the same thing every day. I would maybe do uh, like three or four days a week. Okay. And maybe the other days just spend the time stretching or walking or something else. Oh, why does that make a difference? Well, it's, it's just, it's kind of similar to weightlifting. You know, your muscles need time to recover. And if you do the same thing every day, they don't recover. So uh, running's not, as bad as weightlifting unless you're sprinting and then then you like really would have a hard time quickly but like you uh you usually want to start like three to five days a week if you're like really really in shape like when i was when i was doing more than 100 miles a week i was running seven days a week but uh i wasn't going hard every day i, I was still going you know, I still had easy days and hard days and I had easy weeks and hard weeks. It just, if you do the same thing every day, you never get a rest. I was thinking of doing it not in that capacity. So I've, so I've got, um, and this, I don't know if this is different to what you're talking about, but so I've got this personal trainer who I'm using for resistance mm -hmm. stuff. What just uh, one day a week on Wednesdays. 
-hmm. the point of the trampoline was because I'm too much of a lazy ass to get out, go outside and walk. And, um, and I'm doing sort of just light stuff, bringing my, just bringing my, um, heart rate up to like a fat burning type of level, like a hundred, 110. It's really not high intensity in any way. Um, so I was just thinking of getting the time in of, of just, you know, just, just trying to bump it up to maybe 30 minutes a day of just fat burning. You know, you know what I might do is like, instead of 15 every day, I might go like 10, 20, 10, 20. Okay. And then, yeah. and then take one day off a week at least. Okay. That way. Yeah. I'll try that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's, it's just a thing. I mean, like I, I have run so much. I, I used to do more than a marathon, just, just like in training, not even races, just you wow. know, once or twice a month. Uh, I've, I've run while super overweight, like I am now. And I've never had like a knee injury or anything like that. And right. I think the main thing is just cause I do have like rest days and, you know, easy days cool. and easy weeks. Okay. So that's sweet. That's just my two cents. Mm-hmm. All right. So a lot of teammates get injured. So <laughs> take it on board. But also keep keeping in mind running is like a, a high impact exercise, like jumping on that's the whole point of the Bella Yeah. It's yeah. So zero impact. That you still need like your muscles still have to recover, but yeah, it's yeah. different. Like yeah. jump roping I I've done before and that's like super high impact for me. Like harder I, harder than running. Oh, really? Interesting. Oh, okay. for sure. But I wasn't on a trampoline. I was on yeah. asphalt outside yeah. my house. So yeah, I don't know. This yeah, yeah this is like a, this will be an interesting one. Um, well, that's that sounds like a pretty decent progress then, despite mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. Um, any uh, any other news like? Uh, well, with the boot camp, so basically, I sent it out to the list and. Um, the list is about four and a half thousand and it's a super cold list. And I, I was, I was expecting around a hundred people to, to maybe click, uh, click into it. Um, and you know, more than a hundred people clicked, clicked, but you know, from an email perspective, when you look in there, but how many people actually, you know, bothered to go through the sign up and get into the boot camp was around about a hundred. So, um, it's kind of what I was expecting. Um, now none of those, uh, that first, the first guy who went through, um, it was really clear that it was going to turn into a sale. Um, there's been about ten people who've gone through the whole boot camp now, and it's it's not looking like a, it's even close to a sale for any of them. Um, so you know, I don't know. It could just be dumb luck. I mean, that's definitely happened to me before, where you sort of building something, and in the middle of it, someone stumbles in, and then they become a customer just by fluke, by luck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? um, so I thought, oh yeah, yeah, I've nailed it. I've nailed it. You know, I've, I've got a great funnel that's, that's working because I, I initially sent it out to Mateo when before there was a boot camp and I'd sent out seven lessons and he signed up. And then this other guy went through it and he started reaching out to me and talking and he signed up. But now 10 more people have gone through and they haven't. So I'm just going to sit there and experiment with it and see what happens. I'm just going to try different ways of sort of touch points, reaching out to them. Like none of them have even, so when, when they got to the page number nine, it says you've, you've leveled up. Now you've unlocked the Academy. None of them have even like clicked the Academy link to go and look at the video and answer the quiz. But they've gotten to level nine. Yeah. They've got to page nine and they've, yeah. So I'm like, so 
why you know what why that's interesting because I, I was thinking that you meant like the hundred were all on like page three or four and they just like weren't weren't making progress but oh no no so it's it's the 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 percentage of people going through it is holding strong so like uh 55 of people have clicked to page two mm-hmm. 28 of people have clicked to page three 20 percent page four 16 percent page five and all the way down to the final page, just 11% of people have completed it from, from that's, 100%. That's yeah. still not bad for nine pages. No, no, no. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying it's bad at all. I'm, I'm, what the issue is, is of the, of the 11%, there's essentially uh, 10 people who've got to, to the end. Yeah. And of those 10, no one has purchased. That's, that's the, the weak link. That's the weak link. Now, the yeah. first person who got, who got there purchased. So... I thought, yay! This is gonna this is gonna be a converting journey, but it it's it needs some more work. The final did, part of it. Did the first person purchase right away, or was it delayed? It was kind of delayed. I'm looking I'm looking for the similarities. He took four days to to get through the whole thing. Um, there's really only there's a couple of other people who've taken four days, but they're already academy members. Okay. So, so they don't. Like, yeah. Sounds like you need more data. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah it's, you can't really A/B test anything with ten people. I know that's true. Yeah. That is true. Like so, the, so I guess the next thing is is to launch it is to try launching it to Product Hunt and to Hacker News, and to do the SEO stuff. So uh, you you reminded me of something. So yeah. you always you know get product of the day on Product Hunt. I am now for my my new blog. I am. On like the median result is it gets to number two on Hacker News. So, what it what is it? What's your secret? I don't have a secret. I, I like I just have ideas. I've got a list of ideas, and then you know I'm like, all right, I'm going to write this one, and I write it, and they're not you know like the like it's not a uniform response. Like you know, there's one I wrote where everybody like willfully misinterpreted it and got pissed off. There's one I wrote where it was like very positive. This last one was more positive than not. Uh, it was actually very, uh, very based on, on like the region they were in. Cause I was talking about uh, educational discounts versus region discounts. So obviously a lot of people in Asia were like very on board with my idea of region discounts being a better way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the next morning, a lot of American students were like, no, no, I deserve, like, I don't care if I'm fortunate to be in school here in a rich country. I want the discount. Read us the blog post titles that hit the front page uh, of uh, Hacker News there. That hit the front page. Okay. Just read us your blog post title. So we'll get a sense of what you're, what you're talking about. Yeah, that'll be quick because I've only got nine of them. So the first one was Alchemist Camp 2019 year interview. It made it to number four, and it was the uh, it was actually the best converting by far for getting email addresses. Okay. The next one was why managing subscribers with tags is a bad idea. Did not make it on Hacker News. Did make it on Indie Hackers. Next one was quote everything is done. That didn't make it on either. Got some upvotes, but no real traction. Next <laughs> one was web apps aren't necessarily tech their tech in quotes and that one went straight to the front page and got flagged 
and then went back to the front page and lasted longer. Okay. Uh, then costs are part of scalability. Uh, lots of points on needy hackers, nothing on Hacker News. My best SEO tactic so far did very well on Hacker News. That was my best one on Hacker News. Stayed okay. like uh, stayed number two for hours and front page for a whole day. Mm-hmm. Um, then the last one is why I don't give .edu discounts. And that's probably the second best performing. It stayed okay. the front page maybe 12 hours. And so you just submit, is there a certain time that you submit it? Or what do you think the reason, like... Just whenever I finish. I, I think it maybe part of it's like it's, I've written decently well. You know, like I, I used to have a blog, like going back to 2005. And I, you know, I, I had uh, tens of thousands of readers per month writing about, you know, learning Chinese in Taiwan and teaching English and, um, yeah, but, you know, but stuff I was into. But the thing is, like with Hacker News, the if you go to the new page, um, it, depending on the time of day you submit, stuff goes by really quickly. And I've seen some ama- amazing stuff not get anywhere. So this, this last one didn't, I, I don't believe it got an upvote before going off the front of the new page. It was, it actually got an upvote on page two of new and then yeah. it got another one. And then it was, you know, somewhere far down in, in the normal, um, the normal Hacker News page. So what's, so, what time, what time are you submitting it? It's completely random. Just random. Okay. Yeah. It's just like whenever I finish writing it, I'll, uh, um, if it's like super late and I need to sleep or if it's like early and I need a nap or like whatever, I'll, I'll probably sleep on it and then submit it after I get up. Otherwise I'll just submit as soon as I'm done writing. Cause every success I've had on Hacker news has been submitted on Sunday morning. Yeah. US. Really? Time. Yeah. Because, um, I think, and I think the reason is, is cause I do, I do tend to write good stuff. Um, that's interesting to this crowd and, it's sort of going by slowly enough and people are in a mood for like a Sunday morning type of read. And so then it gets, it gets there and it, it, it really does stick around for the full, the re- full Sunday and a Monday kind okay. of thing. Yeah. Um, so here are mine. First one was, I wrote it on Sunday, but I submitted on Monday. Um, next one that made it the front page. Monday what time though? Monday what time? Uh, I have what no time Amer- Amer- in America? Uh, it was probably like 4 a.m. Yeah, I see. So that's that's a that's a real slow a slow maybe yeah. yeah. But anyway, the the next one I, I uh, wrote on Monday, submitted on Tuesday. Okay, that was a controversial one. Then the yeah. one that did the best, I submitted on Friday, hmm. and the one that I just told you about, I submitted on Sunday here, but it would have been Saturday in America. Hmm. So cool. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, okay. Sunday is slightly, slightly more represented. Interesting. But I, I think, I think the the biggest thing is the title. Oh yeah, yeah. I think the second biggest thing is my username, and I think the third biggest thing is like what I've actually written and just how you know what like what people pick out of the first paragraph, any any images, and then the the bottom. What is your username? Alchemist camp. Oh, okay. So you think that that adds to people noticing it? 
Well, I'm not really well known on Hacker News, but uh, I've I have been on uh, with this account since uh, let me check right now since the end of 2018, and I have you know 1600 and some karma. So I, I think maybe I don't know. That's cool. I, I got some karma on Hacker News from uh, from when Elon Musk did his Neuralink. Uh, stuff. That was a good comment. I, I like that one. Um, <laughs> sort of, uh, sort of related to this. Did you see the uh, the Twitter discussion with uh, Alex Hillman and Justin Jackson about audience first or not? No, no. Tell me. No, I didn't. I'd love okay. to hear about that. Yeah, yeah, I'll put I'll put a link to it. Um, well, it's interesting. So, so Justin Jackson is like a long term, long time indie hacker. Now he's he's known for his podcast app, yeah. And Alex Hillman is also a long-term indie hacker. He's involved in Thirty by Five Hundred, which is an online course for entrepreneurs and uh, a co-working space in Philadelphia. And uh, Justin Jackson's like now believing less and less about uh, building an audience first. He he said he thinks it's it's really about finding a wave. And because that's what he did with his podcasting app. Like he's done lots of other things before that, you know, did okay. And he had some audience and he did podcasting. He blogged a lot, built up a lot of audience, but podcast uh, hosting was just exploding two years ago. And that's when he got into it. And like, he certainly didn't like win the whole market or anything. There are plenty of other competitors, but the whole market's grown so much, you know, he's got a big business out of it. So, uh, that was his take, and Alex Hillman uh, was on the uh, audience first is really important side, and uh, what people mean by audience first is often uh, misinterpreted. Like they're thinking um, audience first means email list first, or they're thinking uh, I forgot what the other one was, but but it's it, it was it was an interesting discussion. So I'll post yeah, because you've it's, been talking about audience. It's a super important discussion as well, and. Um, there's, there's different, you see, even um, Justin Jackson's own advice, he has, a, he has a video that I've seen about it somewhere that talks about how you, can't, you shouldn't really listen to what anyone says online because their perspective is different to when they started out. In this, so when, when they were in the same place that you're in, they were thinking and feeling different things. And now they're, now they're further down the line and they're being successful. And that success is their own context. So it's sort of what happened yeah. to them. And so now they're sort of thinking, oh, that's how you do it. That's, that's the success formula. And he's even said that. And he's actually, it sounds to me like he's making his own mistake. You, are you, you're backgrounding me right now. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was trying to find the tweet. Okay, no worries. Busted, yeah. busted. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so it's like, you know, he's, he's even sort of talking against his own, his own advice, which is, which is super interesting. Um, I agree a hundred percent with Alex Hillman in what he's talking about, um, that the people mean different things. So there's, there's different aspects of audience. In my opinion, the first thing is just practice at building an audience. Like there's no way that the Justin Jackson would have succeeded if he hadn't practiced at building an audience. Like he practiced at blogging, he practiced at selling. He basically did the exact level up thing that I talk about in the bootcamp. Like 
He started out yeah. as a level one. He did blogging. He sort of learned what it was like. Then he was like um, communicating with Amy Hoy. And she said, your blog is super unfocused. You need to focus it a bit more. So then he's like, oh man, that's a really harsh criticism, but I'll focus it a bit more. And then he started just focusing on indie founders and started building that audience. And then he sold his, you know, uh, uh, marketing for, for uh, what was the techies? Something like that. Um, but anyway, marketing the point, is, developers. I think the point is, is his path has been, a path of leveling up, you know, and mm. the stuff that he's talking about, about catching a wave, no one's going to do that on their first product. <laughs> like, like that's, well, that maybe, maybe they'll get very lucky, but I mean, the- maybe, but, but that's, that's, that's basically going straight to level four, skipping out yeah. level one through level four. So I'm not saying that you're going to make some huge amount of money by learning how to build an audience. What I'm saying is, is it's something that needs to be in your tool belt. It's something you need to understand how to do. And there's a few different ways of, of growing that audience. Because basically, audience people is the soil that, that turns your project into money. And one of them is by doing what you're doing with Hacker News and blogging and growing an audience that way. Another one is by doing SEO, which is what you're kind of doing with your clips and stuff that you're doing on... Um, oh, for this channel, yeah. Yeah, well, you're doing that for this channel, but you're doing it for Alchemist Camp. I mean, basically pushing out clips. You're essentially doing SEO on, um, to some extent, on YouTube, but there's also SEO on Google. You know, that's another way of just like natural organic traffic, typing yeah, keywords yeah. and stuff. And then, um, you know, PPC. So there's, there's, there's three different ways, and you just need to learn how one or more of them and get good at it. And, um, and that's when you can start sort of leveling up and selling stuff. So I'm just saying... You know, yes, for his level, it makes a lot of sense what he's talking about. My my first reaction uh, when I saw his tweet before I saw saw Alex Hellman's was he had audience and a wave. Yeah, right. Yeah. So so it's like like he does like he doesn't know how much his audience helped him. Like maybe maybe you know the wave was so powerful he'd be about in the same spot or maybe he wouldn't have been able to break through the noise and be one of those you know top 10 or whatever uh hosts that people consider so um, Bill Gross, yeah it's I mean, good it's good Bill chat, Gross has definitely. a video um like a, a ted talk uh the most important like so bill bill gross has idea lab and they've they've been working for years like 20 years they've done so many different ideas Every time Bill has an idea, he turns it into a business. And, um, you know, they've analyzed, they've done a lot of analysis on what, what makes it successful. And basically his ultimate, his ultimate realization was, or this is his ultimate belief is the most important thing in a successful startup is timing. And I think that that's, that he's been saying exactly did, what yeah, Justin Max he- is saying. Did he do a Did he do a TED talk or something? I just about said that, that. Yeah, TED talk. Okay, did, I, TED talk, I've yeah. seen that. I've seen yeah. that. Yeah, and, and, and that's what Justin Jackson's saying as well is is to catch a wave. But again, that is relevant, especially relevant. The more successful you are, the more high you are up the ladder. So for Bill Gross, I mean, he's a, he's only dealing with billion dollar companies. He he wants to create a unicorn every time. That's his thing. Mm-hmm. You know, unicorn. Like, if if it does if it does less than a hundred million, he's not even whatever so he's not gonna jump in and be like the seventh uh, elixir screencaster compete with me no but um you know and uh justin jackson's like it's he's sort of lower down the the totem pole of like success factor type of thing i mean it can still be pretty big what he's doing but for example 
there's no wave of to-do apps right now. But someone who built an audience could go and build a successful to-do app. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I, that reminds me of a different thing I saw on Twitter uh, from Peter Levels. Yeah. Um, there is apparently a wave of uptime monitoring apps. Oh, he said He said, everybody and their cousin's pet goldfish is making an uptime monitoring app. And all the replies were like, well, to do apps are boring. Like I'm going to make something. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. So uh, another, I've got a, another bit of news here or actually sure. two more bits. Okay. Um, so one is uh, the Amazon segment and then the other is the Facebook segment, the okay. Amazon oh, yeah. bit. Uh, <laughs> it's been a little bit of a tough week. I, so same Alex Hellman I just mentioned on Twitter wrote a book called tiny MBA. I pre-ordered it. I, you know, picked the Kindle version. I was, you know, all excited about it, paid my $7 or $10 or whatever it was. And then, uh, got this, this, uh, message on my Kindle when I tried to download it. Oh, you, this, this format's not supported on this Kindle. So I was like, really? It's like a Kindle Paperwhite. Does the third generation not support stuff newer ones do? And then I found out it doesn't work on any like traditional Kindles. It only works on uh, like the the Kindle Fire, like the uh, the like iPad like device. None of the e ink devices. Huh. And then I saw in Alex's Twitter that I guess a lot of people had said this, and the mm -hmm. reason. Uh, the reason this book he published doesn't work on my Kindle is because he used Amazon's uh, officially recommended software to create an ebook, and it creates a K, I think a KPF file or KDF file instead of a .mobi. Okay. And that one only works on the Fire. Maybe you know. Maybe in the future, the like it'll work on both, or there'll be some fix. But, but assuming he probably just republished it, right? No, what he did is he just uh, he just wrote a blog post, and because uh, people on Twitter were replying to this, he was like, "Hey, just just send me, uh, just email me a copy of your receipt. I'll give you a DRM free version." Oh, okay. So I I I took him up on that, got a DRM free version. It was great, and uh, um, you know, maybe really. A, a bit hesitant to use Amazon's publishing tools. And I was also a little concerned, like uh, if I, if I like in the future, when I go to amazon.com, if I want to buy a Kindle book and I click Kindle version and I buy it, like, will that work on my Kindle? Um, so that sucked. Yeah. But they seriously redeemed themselves because I bought, uh, I bought some uh, physical goods to be shipped out here to Taiwan, some clothes and also, a microphone which will work much nicer than this this uh oh the blue yeti yeti yeah. yeti this is a yeti nano and it's okay. it's a i mean it's a fine mic but i have a noisy air conditioner which i hope you can't hear right now um just not the quietest apartment so i want a dynamic mic and i have one it's been shipped out to me the first sh attempt to ship it was a complete disaster. The local delivery company called me once while I was in the shower. <laughs> and then they were just like, Oh, well, I guess that didn't work. And then marked it undeliverable. And then they were going to send it back to the U S 
and I saw that on my uh, my uh, Amazon order status page. I was like, what? So I got on chat, and um, I don't know what they did, but uh, they they fixed all the things, and I got all my sh all my stuff delivered. Shipment intact, microphone, boom arm, uh, or a shock. What was that called? Like a, sh a boom mount or sure. shock arm boom or something? Mount, yeah. yeah, like uh, so. So next time, I should have one of those like more professional like dynamic mics. That'd be cool. Face. So the show show might sound a bit better, and we can it use the um, the recording instead of using the Zoom recording. We can use the uh, audio hijack audio. Or, or I think even the quality of the Zoom recording will be better because it won't have to do as much noise correction. Okay. Um, yeah. You mentioned that you'd re you got the tiny MBA from Alex Hillman. Do you have? Have you started reading it yet? No, due to the whole fiasco. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mentioned. So, so you know, like my my experience with Amazon this week is, eh, you win some, you lose some. Well, let's re read it. It'd be good to get a review of that over the next uh, couple of weeks. Oh yeah, I, th I think it'll be pretty fast because it's, it's not a big book cool yeah nice and um so that's good about the mic um i'm a bit skeptical of that mic looking at it oh really yeah looking at the picture but interesting to see what happens it looks like a like a regular type of uh sure sm58 type of mic and i wouldn't so have thought that that was good for podcasting but the we'll way see. i write it's a samson uh, q2u yeah. i believe um the way that i arrived at it is Ben Ornstein, the, uh, the host of Art of Product, uh, had posted a while ago or tweeted a while ago, don't get that Yeti mic, get an Audio-Technica ATR2100 uh, dy dynamic mic. And that's no longer sold. Mm -hmm. like, it just like it cannot be gotten. And I saw a review of its successor uh, from uh, Pat Flynn on YouTube. I didn't even know he's on YouTube. And he recommended the one that I got as like the closest thing to the, the audio technica that's no longer, no longer sold. Yeah. So we'll see. I think any, like a, it's a slightly more expensive mic than my current one. And I think any equivalent mic that's dynamic instead of this, this cardioid should be better. Yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah. So I'm just looking at a comparison between the, um, the sure the the sm58 by sure um i just i do i wouldn't have thought of it as like a, a podcasting mic but that that's just um just my bias i think just my musician's bias okay oh this, well what's a sure uh it's so the the mic that you've you've got there is modeled on the sure sm58 which is like the, an absolutely classic mic of all time um, oh okay okay if you if you just google sure sm58 you'll see it hmm and then clip well, the, I'd be curious what you, th if you look at uh, Audio-Technica ATR2100, I'd be curious what you thought of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll look at that after the show. Sure. And, and I'll well, put we'll links, I'll put affiliate links to all these things in the show notes. Uh, yeah. Because we're going to make a lot of cash that way. <laughs> with our 10 did. listeners. With our 10 yeah. listeners. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, it's, it's gotten better. The uh, podcast traffic is roughly the same as it was. Like we had... We had three or four amazing episodes, like 15 through, or no, 14 through 17. Then 18 and 19, not so good. Stay cool and automate didn't really resonate. But the last two have picked up a lot. So we're at like 110 listens the last seven we could, days. We could knock that out of the park if we pushed to uh, Spotify. 
I don't think so. I mean, you might get it up to 111, but uh, but you are going to uh, push to Spotify, right? I I'm not. I think we should talk about that off offline because I'm oh, not a f- I'm not a fan of it, and I'm also not a fan of of pushing to Amazon Music, even though that's uh, growing much faster than Spotify and will almost definitely be bigger, at least uh, you know in a year or so, because I couldn't have just said that thing I did about you know about the microphone. Or about yeah, but, the, uh, the the Kindle book. Yeah, but but I think it's, this is good to talk about on the show. Like, why you couldn't have said that thing technically, but it's not like they're actually. I would have it. signed an agreement online saying I won't. So you have to do that because you don't with Spotify. You have to agree to the terms of service. So Spotify has different terms of services, and they give up a lot. Uh, basically, gives them the right to do a lot of things with your content. Um, redistribute it, put it, play it along ads, uh, uh, do uh, different formats of it. And I'm not sure I want to give that up. Uh, it, it's, you know, it's, it's, but you're not it giving be, it up across, you're not like, that's only within their wall garden that it, they do that. No, stuff. no, no, no. Like, like we could sign that and mm-hmm. then get on Spotify and then, 10 years later, so maybe, maybe three years later, when I'm a big deal in some way, <laughs> Spotify will be, uh, you know, putting my image next to all, or, you know, like making uh, animated uh, videos with my voice and your voice in them or something. Like, I, I just, like, I think the, it, they, they're offering a very bad deal. They're, they're basically, I, I see them as very much like uh, what medium was like for blog pub or actually it's more like Facebook. It's like they're, they're making a totally walled garden. And, um, you know, I, I like, uh, open web, which is what RSS is. It's, it's like why my blog isn't entirely on LinkedIn or, you know, something like that. Okay. Well, could you put, could you, um, edit the podcast and just cut me out and all the stuff with me, put that on Spotify. And then leave you off Spotify. So at least half of this podcast is on Spotify. Yeah, I'll just I'll just put your uh, your audio files there. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm just joking. Yeah, that, that, that would be that would be funny. No, that that would that would be that would be a worthy troll. <laughs> that would be a worthy troll. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, I don't like the Spotify version as much. <laughs> this podcast is weird. It's just like one guy talking to 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 blank air, and then pausing. <laughs> and then pausing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I just, I just put texting on Spotify. It just took a couple of minutes. But I mean, yeah. okay, if you, if you feel super strongly about it, I'm, I'm not going to get. I, too I'm not. I mean, if I, I feel medium strongly about it, like, like if, if I thought it would 10x the traffic, like if they just became gigantic, completely dethroned Apple and Google, and like, what about? It, it's a, can you, it would have to be a 10x difference. Can you reverse out of the agreement? Like if you agree, is it for life or can you take it off there and then it's, it's, it's reversed? I don't think you can. I think whatever you've put on there, you've already given that, that permission for. It'd be interesting to know because then you could yeah. run a test and see if it does make a difference to traffic. Well, I'll, I'll tell you with texting. Anyway. Well, my friend Ian, or sorry, my friend Liam uh, yeah. did that. He, he tried putting on Spotify. What happened? It, it's no difference. Yeah, no yeah, difference. Okay. Okay. Um, and and a counterpoint is like Joe Rogan did not go on Spotify until very recently, and he he told uh, um, what's the the machine learning guy Lex Friedman told him um, he actually thought it would be bad for his growth 
uh, to go to Spotify because he's giving up YouTube, um, but he just like wants to be less restricted or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah. YouTube restrict him, and YouTube can basically go ahead and just cut him off at any point. Yeah, but YouTube wouldn't restrict people like us, I don't think. So no, no, because we're not we're not talking about Unless those. There's like, there'd have to be we're like not some doing something really... like saying something against coronavirus. You see, Joe Joe Rogan says does does have people on who say his guests. He he yeah. has like all kinds of people. Bad, yeah, literally like all kinds of guests. Yeah. Now, um, I I I think um, it doesn't seem like. It, like there may be like a tiny growth benefit kind of like um, syndicating to medium or not, or maybe not even that big, but it's, yeah. Um, I, I think it's like Ad Apple is clearly the big dog. Like everyone's going off like almost like 95% of the podcast apps just go off of whatever the uh, um, Apple music formerly known as iTunes listing is. Mm -hmm. They just use yeah. that feed. And Google Play is like definitely the next biggest one. I think Amazon's gonna, you know, shoot up pretty big too. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you know, if it were, if, if Spotify were like massive and they're like, we'll, we'll just make you grow like crazy and run lots of ads on it, then you know, who cares? Mm -hmm. That's my thought. Okay, I'll um, sell out, but it's gotta, it's gotta, I, I drive a hard bargain. All right, fair enough. No worries. Well, they have lots of, uh, you know, look, we've got. We've got um, a couple of thousand listeners on texting, and only one person's ever mentioned Spotify. So, yeah. Oh well, yeah. It'll. I'm sure it'll happen. Mm -hmm. uh, now that they they roped in Joe Rogan. <laughs> um. So how about goals? Goals. Um. Well, before goals, got one more one more update. Mm. I'm sorry, it's been a, been an eventful week. Ooh. Um. The so I I, I am uh, I am off the island or, or actually I'm, I'm remaining on the island of Taiwan and uh, uh, no, no, uh, oh, no, Facebook uh, not joke. going any further with Facebook. They, so again, like the algorithm side was easier than I expected, but I actually, I, I made some pretty bad mistakes. Like I actually wrote some uh, Elixir string functions instead of JavaScript ones. Like, uh, um, I forgot. I did like string dot contains instead of like. But that can't be the reason why they didn't. They. Um, I I think that like JavaScript fluency is something like they do the interview in whatever language you pick. It just I had to pick out of uh, a selection of four that I'm not using that much. Um, but what surprised me is uh, they know that I'm like getting into Rust and learning more Rust, and the recruiter said that they would. Uh, be interested in having me do an interview in that, which I didn't even know was on the table. Um, and I'm not ready for that yet because I'm still like kind of a, a rust newbie. I've only done like a couple little projects with it. So I'm going to, I'm probably going to do one more round, <laughs> one more round of interviews like early next year. Okay. Yeah. So it, it, it kinda it kinda went sideways, but it's like something I don't have to think about at all so now. Like did they the distraction. Say, did they say we want to stop this process? Or did you say? Oh they, they did. Because like the like the last the last interview I was just I was just uh was just slower than I should have been. And maybe that's you know, I, I, I think a huge part of it is just that I I'm not uh you know, I'm not working with JavaScript all the time, like I was several years ago, but also maybe I haven't been doing that kind of interview for a long time, or maybe because it was like my, 
2 a.m. or 3 a.m. or whatever time. I find that so so bizarre, you know. Just that they would that, that that they would say no, but you're still in the pike. Come back. I, I think I think lots of the companies do that. Like they they will re-interview people after a certain amount of time. So oh, I don't know. I, um, I think it's I, find- I think it's fairly low probability, but you know, I I, I feel at least like um, I feel at least like getting as far as I did and the really positive feedback early on. Like I think. Uh, um, I have not, you know, lost all of my, all of my skills from uh, when I was in the Bay Area. You still got it, baby. Yeah, that's right. So um, that's the, uh, that's the uh, end of the Facebook story. Yeah, cool. I, I like I was saying, I've, I just find it bizarre that, um, that, that would be a factor. I, I don't know. Like I would just, I just want people to demonstrate that they're pretty good at coding and they've got a good brain and that they're very problem oriented, you know, they can solve problems mm-hmm. and then, and then just experience what it's like to work with them. You know, that's, yeah. that's how I hire people. It's, it's what they do. But, is but you're simple. doing very different. You're doing, you're solving very different problems and you're in a very different size place. Like, yeah. I, I think yeah. the bigger the place, like, first of all, like algorithmic questions will matter way more because they have, they have real scaling problems. And then two, you're way more likely to be working on um, library code or like deep infrastructure code. And it's just, you know, like maybe, uh, maybe the guts of JavaScript really do matter for whatever position they'd want to put me in. So I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair so enough. That's, uh, All right. So goals then. What it is. Goals. Get my microphone hooked up. Okay. Record, record, record. I've got a, I've got a, like seriously up the uh, up the production on screencasts. Um, also, gonna try to uh, hopefully I can I can uh, take some of these connections from micro uh, microconf and you know make something come of them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna follow up with each of the people I met. Try to try to see if there's any any new opportunity related to that that some something I can do for Alchemist Camp. And then diet, um, you know, try to get three days of fasting, but one or two I'd still be okay with. Okay, got it. All right, you can do it. Okay, my goals are um, 15 minutes of jumping every day. I'm going to completely ignore your advice about skipping a day. Fair enough. Um, that's one goal. Another goal is um, no dairy. I have been terrible about that. I'm having way too much dairy and my blood sugar has been bad, I think because of it. So I just no dairy for a week, no dairy for the entire week, no dairy. And, um, my focus is going to be, uh, slider Roblox game. Hmm. Um, because I think it's got a far, I think it's got a faster path to revenue than nugget. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I really, I really think that it's going to, it's going to have, it's going to have uh, a, more money coming in faster. So how, how far is it from being launchable? Um, that's what I need to do. I need to spend the week focused on, on juicing it up. So, so basically, uh, I don't know if any, I haven't really shown or spoken about what slider is, but basically the game is you're on an island in the middle of space in Roblox, Roblox, game. in Roblox. And, um, 
there is seven different challenges and each challenge is you running along these sort of sliding platforms that that fire you along and um you complete the challenge and then there's a bonus round to come back to the island and it's cool and nothing like it that i've seen exists in roblox so it's going to be it's going to be kind of cool game but what what, what you can say you, you i am go super through. curious to see that launch yeah <laughs> um but so what's cool is is that dylan who's a nugget academy member um who who we're helping um in the blogging channel in nugget you're part of the, the blogging slack um he's very long in the long-term game games developer he's written a library that's used by a lot of you know thousands of people games library and so he has a pretty good idea about how to build games that are that you know what you need to do like the basics so he's sort of talking to me about things like juicing so he's and sending me um really cool not ted talks but youtube videos about about juicing games and what it means and what difference it makes and so it's just it's just the little polish that you add it's like when they when they run you know the, the one thing i just added is is uh, trails like so it's like wind trails so as you're sort of running down the sliders, it's like this this wind effect behind you. It sort of looks like you're going kind of faster because it's like, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, another thing is like going through bonus hoops to sort of make it like sparkle and things come out. And then we're putting these pills around the place so so that you can collect the pills to get your power. And then over that's, the top positive feedback. Yeah, over the top positive feedback, and and, and just so that's what I'm going to spend this week doing is just making it really kind of polished and snazzy and juiced up. And then I think the week after, we're going to be working on the dynamics of like, okay, instead of making it so that they can just run on all of the different levels right now, because they're different hardnesses. There's Some of them are easy, some of them hard. We're going to sort of do like an XP thing. We had this discussion about it. Oh, yeah, you asked me about yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. So, I've, so, so I'm going to, the XP is going to basically experience points. They're going to earn experience points based on what they do. And then they're going to level up and then the level up is going to unlock the challenges. So right now everything's open. So it just needs to be structured, you know? Are you, are you going to make the experience points go up pretty linearly or will it be exponential or something in between? It's going to be the 1.5. So basically... Multiplier? Uh, each yeah, 1.5. Okay, yeah, exponential, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so they, you know, they need... To get to level one, they need 200 experience points. But to get to level 20, they need like you know, a hundred thousand experience points kind of thing. Sounds like a lot of, ga- a lot of games I played as a kid. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And it, you know, it's, it's just, a, it's just a lot of fun. I'm really, I really like that. I'm really enjoying that. And like nugget is people are going through it and I'll just sort of, I, I might add a couple more just touch points, like, you know, connect with me sort of things. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, I am not really doing that very well right now. Uh, maybe when they finish it, when they get to page nine or when they get to page seven or something like that. One thing that I've noticed that I think is a huge improvement is the slack is starting to pick up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because more, because everyone can get into the slack now. I've just made it, you know, freely available for everyone. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Maybe that's a really good move. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Cool. All right, dude. So that's, that's me. All right. Well, See you next week then. Okay. All right. Later. Cheers.